My name is Coach Haley Eckerman, and I got next. You next up, and you ain't been on sports like talk. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> hey, you better hit him up. Look, you breaking next, and you up next. Keep the queens go hard. Rise a star on the big scene. Make them know who you are. You don't break a sweat. Don't settle for less. They put you through that test. Your resume that flesh. Who got next? Who got next? SLT, where to say go? Who got next? Who got next? Living my dreams and all your goals. Who got next? Who got next? You can ask B. Jones or head coach. Who got next? Who got next? You next up, so here's my vote. Who got next? Who got next? Who got next? Yeah, SLT Nation. Welcome back to another fire episode of Season 3, Sports Life Talks. You got next, a platform that gives exposure to the voices of tomorrow. That's right, we're finding rising stars, superstars in our communities who are doing big things and accomplishing big dreams. And today... That big dream go about 6-3 will put a spike on your head. That's right. We got former national champion with University of Texas. And now she has brightened her career to help mold the futures of others who came behind her. We talking to a real trailblazer. And for the first time, I get to say go Golden Flashes. Kent State, welcome one of your very own. We got a ladies and gentlemen, Coach Haley Ackerman in the building. <laughs> What's up, Hello. Coach? How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Oh, uh, we living the dream. We, we living the dream and dreaming about living a little bit of both, Coach. So we super excited to have you on the show. If y'all, is this your first time checking us out? Are you rocking with us? I am your host, the mouth of the South B. Jones, the OG, all things Louisiana. Put your L's up, because Mr. Yeet is in the building. I'm riding alongside my brother from another mother. The other side of the logo, the choir storm, Shh. the head coach KT. Kev, how you feeling today, man? B. Jones, as a libero of this show, you know, I'm feeling great, B. Jones. Thank you for asking. But, man, let's turn up. We at Kent. This is the first time we've been here, so we got to do it right. I don't appreciate you getting the libero title. Coach, ain't they, don't the libero get to wear, like, the different uniforms? Yeah. No, no. Nah, nah. What is he? What is, uh, You know what? Who get to do the spiking? The outside hitter, the middle hitter, like that. The libero is more the defensive person. Yeah. All the hitters are more the offensive person. Okay, B. Jones, I'll let you be the libero since I'm taller. I'll be the outside hitter. It's too late now. Now you cried about it, so you can be it. Go ahead. Go ahead. You, 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 don't, you don't look good enough to be the libero. You know what I'm saying? Libero got to come out there and be on offset. You know what I'm saying? They got to wear the, the off-color jersey. You know what I'm saying? You ain't smooth enough, so now man. you just call me ugly in front of the nation. That ain't right, B. You know what? I digress. Sports Life Talk Nation, check this out. We are back at it again. We appreciate y'all rocking with us. We got to pay the bills before we get to Coach Eckerman's amazing story. Because this is one we're going to go overseas. We, we got we got something in store special for y'all. So definitely, y'all know when, they, when the car won't keep making that noise. Buckle up because this thing is about to be a fast ride. Well, check this out. We need y'all to do us a smooth favor, though. Something just small won't cost you a penny. We need y'all to do three things. On the count of three, I must count us down. And I need you to first hit that like button. Get this show in the algorithm and get it popping. Bubbling up to the top. Number two, we need you to smash that subscribe button and become a part of our family. Lock in with us. We got 
tons of shows to go and i'm telling y'all season four is gonna be crazy too we got more superstars lined up we got more national champions lined up more coaches more athletes this thing is gonna get bigger and better so we appreciate you becoming a part of our family and then lastly sharing is caring the only way to work and get out on this show is by you that's right you hold a major responsibility first five people that come to your head right now when i count down to three i need you to send them this video because what coach Eckerman got to say today they need to hear it and you know they need to hear it so on the count of three coach Eckerman, is Kent State gonna rock with us of course all day every day huh? hey let's go let's do it like we true to it count them down three two one boom come on come on come on still hear the things going can't stay showing up and showing out hey well check this out we appreciate you smashing that subscribe button if you did Thank you for joining our family. It means a lot to us because around here we don't do fans. We don't do followers. We do family. And leave us a fire emoji in the chat. Let us know what you just did that so we can properly reach out to you and give you a high five because ain't nothing like a volleyball celebration. We celebrate after every point when it's in volleyball. You know what I'm saying? Ain't that right, Coach Eckerman? That's right, yes. All right, here we go. Well, it's time, ladies and gentlemen, for the Sports Life Talk initiation. Coach Eckerman, we're going to put you on the high seat here, but we're going to get to know all about you. All right, you ready? Let's go. Let's go, KT. I'm still upset you called me ugly earlier, B. Jones. I'm still <laughs> stuck on that. It's in the past. Well, no, nah, I need to bring to everybody's attention that somebody in your family loves my voice, so I just want to put that <sighs> This dude want to fight. He want to fight tonight, <laughs> Ailey Eckerman. All right, let's go. All right, Coach, to initiate you into the SLT family, got to give us your top five music artists. Five is tough. I know three off top. J. Cole, Wale, and her. Those are my, like, go-to, like, depending on the mood, that's what I'm going to go off of. Even when I need, like, especially, like, throwback J. Cole. Um, <sighs> Wale, like, her has been, like... I've seen all of them live, and if I know they're going to be in a concert soon that I can go to, like, those are, like, I'll pay whatever, I'll do, like, I'll make sure I can change my schedule, like, I don't really know if I got five, but those are my three, like, go-to. Well, who, who the other two? It's got to be two answers. got to two more, Coach. That's the point. We got to put you on the high seat, Coach. Come on. Look at that yeah. iPhone. Look at that Look at that Android. I was it's trying. So well, first off, no Androids over here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was trying to. It's a mix. Like, it just depends. Like, when I was in, like, my playlist is all over the place. I will say, you know what? I know who else. Janae Aiko. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. She is, she is a go-to for me. Um, hmm. It's such a mix. Like my, if you asked me what my playlist was back in college, it was like '90s R&B. So we're gonna say her number five is just the '90s. That's what we're gonna yeah, give her. Would you give it a KT, Coach? We like to rank everybody's top five, and the highest you can get is five. But there's no way with a top five like that that I can give you anything less than five. B. Jones, I, I can't give her anything less than ten. Okay. Let's give her fifteen for that top five. Now you got all this John B stuck in my head. I don't feel like singing. I can't remember all the words, but goodness. That, hey, that they don't know is uh, dope too, though. Oh, with Babyface? Yeah. Yeah. All right, Coach. So who is your favorite superhero and why? I would have to say just Wonder Woman. Like, just as a female trying to to be literally your Wonder Woman and whatever your, your 
faced with, I think for me, is just like the mindset of being a superhero on the female side of things. All right, Diana Prince, since every good superhero needs their own theme music, what would your theme song be? I think uh, the first one that popped in is uh, Man of the Year. Uh, and I can't even think of who sings it now. Or who, who it is by. Well, just sing it. Sing it for us. It's like Man of the Year. M -m man of the Year. Looking like the Man <laughs> of the Year. Like, that's my goal is to just, for me, especially coming in like as a newer coach, like, I don't care if I piss people off. Like, I'm going to be me. And if you don't like that, you don't like that. And so I think that's, and it's funny because, like, I don't know if I got it from my head coach, but when we go into a game, I'm not here to have, like, oh, let's kicks and giggles right now before the game. If I know you, we can hug it up or whatever or talk after, but, like, shake hands and go play. I'm not here to have a conversation with you. And I think that as a female that comes off to some people as, like, oh, she's rude or, oh, she's mean, but it's like, no, nah, that's just how I am. Like, I'm here to win. I'm not here to be friends with you right now. Now, after the game, we can be cool. We can kick it. We can whatever. But like right now, it's game time. We talked about that yesterday. As a matter of fact, B. Jones is going on a rant about all of that. So go back and watch that show. It's uh, Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Central. I think it's episode 192. Okay. We honored Fly J. Johnson. So go ahead and check that out. All right, Coach. So we're going to give you a little preview from a game that we're going to play later on. Our version of Would You Rather is going to be championship rounds. But for this question, I want to ask you, would you rather be a singer or a dancer? I feel like a singer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> mainly because I'm too tall to be out there. Like, if I'm a backup dancer, I don't need to be. I mean, Beyonce's what, 5'2"? Five, five, nah, she's, she's about 5'8", though. She's a little tall, 5'7", five, 5'8". Five, but really? Coach, you'll be clean with on heels on. With heels on. Is that how tall Beyonce is? Like she probably what five five without heels? Yeah, she probably five six. Yeah, five five. Yeah, yeah. So like, I'm not trying to be like. But you'll be clean, though. Everybody will see you, Coach. Now, hey, yeah, what what dance moves look good on short little people? My arms got to take like it's <laughs> a long way to get there versus their little like fix. So like pop lock it is like dang, it took her ten seconds to pop lock. Where. I think just being a singer, it'd just be easier for me. To, <laughs> to now, B. Jones, when we see her, we got to do the electric slide. Just yeah, we're we just we going to be in the restaurant dancing. All right. So, Coach, uh, do you have a favorite podcast that you listen to? Um, I just started listening to you guys uh, once I saw here on it. Um, so, shout out to her for posting that and putting it on there. And then I think All the Smoke um, yeah. is one that I listen to a lot just because it's, like, real. It's real life. Like, you get to really hear how athletes move, how like their thoughts and their process, like everything through there versus like, you know, you never know when someone's just kind of BS and just to try to be up in the pub and all that. And I think that's one of the shows that is a real show. Yeah. We, we aspire to be like them. So shout out to all the smoke. What you yeah. talking about? They inspire to be like us, B. Jones. <laughs> all right. So if you could shadow anyone for a week and learn from them, they could be the dead or alive. Who would it be and why? I think it's a mix just kind of based off their mindset. I think there's three people, LeBron, Kobe, and MJ. Like just to try to be in the mindset of Kobe and um, the dogness of, of MJ and, and just like, I love the person that LeBron is off the court. Like just trying to be that role model and trying to change the world. Um, so I think you, I could learn from all three of them and in different aspects and different um, eras of how they went through things. And they trying to dog LeBron because his school, those kids can't pass math. I'm like, do y'all know how hard math is? 
oh math is a struggle i think too but like they also have to understand like that's a low socioeconomic school so their numbers already aren't gonna be high so what's mm. the standard to what they really need to be at and are they passing that standard and are they understanding those things because those kids got other things going on like exactly. I, I was a behavior coordinator at an elementary school when i coached that high school um for that year and i got kids who are coming to school who their only meals are at school so when they know yep. a christmas break coming up they're cutting up because they know they're not going to get the loving on they know they're not going to get they don't know what when they're going to get a meal and so you got kids who or you you got parents who inst- or teachers who instantly are like i'm gonna call mom or i'm gonna call dad well mom might be in jail dad might be dead like you don't know the situation <laughs> teachers aren't paying attention to that so are we really keying in the factors of those things before we say well they're not passing tests well they might be hungry they might not have exactly. known or you know <laughs> there's all these things that they they might not have somebody to go home to or they're having to be the babysitter when they get home and they can't do their homework and i don't think that people up there people that don't look like us fully understand that unless they're really in those settings coach Ackerman they didn't know they was gonna come in and get that dropped on their head today y'all hey that was off the script but I love it they needed to hear that come on keep serving us so B. Jones I'm glad I'm glad you used the word script because that leads me to my my next question B. Jones and I were going to produce a movie centered around you the one thing that we're missing is a lead actress who should we get to play you in the story of your life? If she could play like she did off uh, Love and Basketball, it's Annihilation. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Otherwise, I would say, I think Gabby Gabrielle Union would be a good one, too. If I'm thinking people who are actually actresses, those are yeah. Well, now the one, go ahead, B. I was gonna say my, I got two of them. Mine is not an actress, number one. That's Liz Cabbage. But I had to get somebody. Age, Cabbage. I had to get somebody who was tall enough and who had that I bright complexion. And y'all kind of favor each other. Both beautiful. I think Liz can Liz can get it done if we can get past the accent part. Now the other one, if it is, I don't know if you're old enough to see Family Matters. Did you watch Steve Urkel when you was growing up? It was a young lady who was on that show. Her name is Sheree Thompson. Uh, Sheree Johnson, and she's still doing her little thing in social media, but Sheree Johnson could probably pull it off. Now, I don't know about the height part of it, but uh, she, she she favors you a lot. So who you got, KT? Yeah, I know the actress from uh, Everybody Hates Chris, and she's on uh, Ghost, uh, Ghost 2. Her name no. is Paige Hurd. Don't know her. He was like Chris. He was. I think she played uh, Chris's sister on the show. Okay, the show, okay. Yeah. Is she, is she everybody hates Chris. No, she's five four. That's why I said she okay. got standing on the table. But she, she kind of looks like her, B. Jones. So yeah. But either one of those can go because I think we can afford everybody. And like I said on another show, we know Gabrielle Union. She she needs the money because her and D. Wade goes half on everything. So no, let's not. We'll, we'll get some money in her pocket. All right, Coach. So this is probably the most important question I'm going to ask you during this initiation. When we come to Kent to check y'all out, we got to get some food. So what's that one food spot that gets your stamp of approval and what's your go-to meal there? So I love me my Tex-Mex, like ride or die for Tex-Mex. Uh, <laughs> and so there is a, I don't really know if it's Mexican, it's some sort of live food called Casa Nueva and everything is bomb. Like we, it got to the point where we started taking our recruits there, like, they know us by name, like our staff, every time someone's in town, we're like, let's go to Casa. Um, like they're just food, drinks, everything are just like 
it, it reminds me of a little bit of home just because like the queso and all that sort of stuff. But it's just so authentic that it's like, that's the spot to go to. What's, what's your meal of choice there, Coach Haley? I get the, I think it's the grande burrito or something. Like the food, like the burrito alone is like huge. Like I take half of it home and I'm still eating for like a day or two. Um, so street corn dip. They got a street corn dip that is like bomb perfect. We got to go B Jones. I the nachos. I eat nachos when I go everywhere because you can't mess up nachos. Get you out of there too, KT. We got to try some new. I was the same. I was the same way. I'd be like nachos or quesadillas, and then I started like eating at like Gloria's and all like the other places. I'm like, let me try this this chimichanga or let me try this enchilada, and then I was like, okay, I could do this. Like I'm picky, but that's that's a good way to go outside of like your nachos. Yeah, it's basically the same thing just wrapped in a burrito. I love chimichangas, especially yeah, chimichangas. Like Gloria. Ooh, yeah, yeah, that chimichanga is my play. And so that's what the, the burrito that I basically get is literally like a chimichanga. Man, we can sit here talking about food all day, but we got to get to your story, Coach. <laughs> so now is the time for the You Got Next offering. We're passing our collection plates around and asking you to hit that subscribe button. Make sure you like this video and leave us your top five music artists, your theme song, and your favorite superhero in the comments. And finally, go to our website sltugotnext.com to learn more about us and our other you got next family members now allow me to turn it over to b as we learn more about our newest family member coach Haley eckerman so b jones please take it away brother coach eck how you doing today i am good that's funny you say eck like that's what my nickname was in college was eck i know i did the research okay i didn't i mean yeah. i didn't know if it was out there that and then like when i went to korea they couldn't say Haley or eckerman so it literally was eck now, I don't know nothing about Korea. <laughs> no, nah, I saw a player that called you that or something like that. I, so, you know, we do the research and we try to at least. But Coach Jack, let's talk. Let's take this thing back to the beginning because Waterloo, Iowa, I don't think we've ever been to Waterloo before. This is our first time ever talking to somebody from Waterloo. So you got to tell us what was it like for you growing up and when did you fall in love with the game of volleyball? Yeah, I mean, um, there are black people in Iowa. I know All seven of y'all? Nah, there's way more than that. <laughs> Don't do that. Um, <laughs> it's but but everybody every time I say Iowa, they're like black people. Like, did you yeah. were you born somewhere else? And I'm like, nah, born and raised. Like that's where I'm from. Um, uh, but yeah, so I started. My mom played volleyball in high school. Um, ended up having a basically life-ending back injury that she couldn't keep playing. So um, she was my eighth grade coach. So I grew up though, like at the middle school when I was in elementary school, walking up to practice her practice after and jumping in the gym there. So I started with that um, and then started playing club. I really, I mean, my first sport was basketball. Like that's what, I mean, everybody's like, oh, you're tall, come play basketball kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so I started with basketball then and, and stuck with volleyball, did both until high school. Um, my eighth grade year though is really what set the difference. Um, my club coach was like, look, you need to be playing at a higher level. Our teams that we have at the 15, 16, 17 level aren't helping you get better. We're going to put you on the 18s team. Um, so I was playing against girls who were committed to Texas, committed to Penn state, like all these girls are already committed. And I think that kind of helped offset my recruiting process because coaches are like, 
looking like, okay, who's number 10? Oh, well, she's in eighth grade. Like, okay, let's put her on our radar now. She can compete out here. Right, right. So I think that's where the next step in the journey, like if I can come out and compete against these people, I know I can continue it on to the next level. Now, now you said you're 6'3". Have you always been the tall girl? Like even back? Always. Like tall, skinny. Like when I was younger, I was literally like this but was like always tall, like had like straight bones, knees was hurting, always in pain, always having tendonitis, like all that, like always had the big feet, like right away. And so, uh, I mean, I grew seven inches between sixth and seventh grade, but I still was already tall. Like it wasn't like I was, I looked like the shortest person in school and then out of nowhere grew. Like I always still was a taller person. Now, Coach, you know, you made the joke talking about people asking you, did you play basketball? But I've seen the videos. Hey, you can sky. Coach, now, can, can, if I threw a ball to you at that back in the day in your Texas days, could you dunk it? I could grab rim. Yeah, because I'm telling you, you get up there. I mean, it was like you were levitating. You were jumping so high up in, <laughs> up in the air. I mean, I'm, I was scared to death. I was like, my goodness, she could go. Now, so let's talk about that. Because you talk about you were being recruited at a young age. You were eighth graders. Now, all of a sudden, you started to get the emails. You started to get the phone calls at a very young age. Why Why did you uh, Waterloo to Texas? I mean, come on, coach. Why did you choose the University of Texas? So there's probably two main reasons. Um, the first one... I went to another school um, that I like. I, I had it narrowed down to five, like going into my freshman year. I just was, I didn't want to be overwhelmed with it. Like all these kids now, they want to post every school that offers them, and I was over it. Like it was just too much for me. Um, and so I had it narrowed down to two going into my sophomore year. And I'll never forget that I sat down with the coach, and he's like, you know, what's something you look for in a school? And I, I was head of diversity at that time. Like I chose to go to the school that was on the hood side. Like I didn't want to be, I mean, the school I was supposed to go to was like, if you don't have this product bag, you can't be my friend kind of thing. I didn't want to be a part of that. Um, right. And so when I went to on the visit, I was like, well, diversity's one. Well, every time I was on a visit, it'd be like, oh, hey, here's the only black wrestler. Hey, here's, <laughs> here's a black football player. Hey, here's this. So he was like, well, you know, you'd be the first black girl here to play. Like we've had Dominicans, we've had other people, but you'd be the first black girl here. And we would use that. We use that to take you to go to this school and, and kids that look like you. And in my head, I'm like, just cause you came to my high school, that's on the, like, that, that's by the train tracks. Like, I don't know that life. Like I just don't. So how can you assume that? So then I took my visit to Texas and it was a black female assistant coach. Um, there was like seven or eight black girls on the team. There was just that pride of Texas that I was like, this is where I want to be. I want to be at a school that every sport's going to be good. Now, were we great in football and basketball and all them? Then, eh, not really. Um, But it still was that like high level to where you like some of my closest like big bros are all pro athletes or retired athletes. I wanted that connection. Like I wanted to have a support system. I wanted it to go past being those four years of me being there. Now, when you just when you signed that letter of intent, you made that decision to come come to Austin, Texas. Did you know you guys had a national championship brewing? Like, did you look around on your business and be like, okay, she coming? Okay, she ranked two and she coming? Or like, so did y'all know y'all were y'all were forming Megatron when, when y'all got down there? Yeah, I mean that was like the goal for us. So like a lot of us played USA together and we're like, okay, well I'm going on this visit to Texas too. Like, oh, let's do our visit together. And then it was kind of like all of us committed at the same time. 
Um, and then it was kind of like the just the pipeline. But that's kind of what our coach always talked about. Like the people who come before you are the reason why you're here. And so those are the people that, excuse me, at the time, those were the, the people that I was wanting to be, you know, the Destiny Hookers and the Bailey Websters, like all those people. And then now I'm that person to those kids. So then it was like, it just continued. So like, like you said, you have Micaiah White on here a couple years back, um, Logan Eggleston, Asia O'Neill, like all those people, those are now my babies that they're looking and, and you know, and now they're trying to be that same for the next generation coming in. Hey, shout out to Micaiah. She was on season one. Micaiah took a chance on us when nobody else was really was really rocking with us. So shout out to Micaiah. But, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting that you talk about the diversity, equity and inclusion. It's interesting that you talk about Texas being one of the schools that had a head coach or, or an assistant coach that was African-American. And now you, Sierra Jones. Y'all kind of got a big responsibility, in my opinion. You know what I mean? I, I, how, do, how do you like mentally prepare yourself to be this this magic, this black girl magic, this queen on this sideline when, like you say, most of the people you go to shake hands with at the end of the game, they're not going to look like you, coach. I mean, is this, some, is, this, is this some pressure in that? And then tell us a little bit about why that means so much to you to be a, a shining star or, or, or a sign of hope, a beacon of hope in this in this industry or in this game. Yeah, I think it's tough. It's tough in the coaching world already for the volleyball side, just being a female. Um, majority of the the volleyball coaches are white male. And so to have to already battle that as a female, all of us are like, okay, let's root for everybody kind of thing. But then to be a black female as a black female head coach, um, I, I think it's it puts pressure on, but at the same time, it, it pushes me to kind of continue on to be better and to make sure that I'm lifting up, whether it's, you know, not necessarily hiring on my staff, but making sure that the circle that I have continues to be able to help other people. So like Sierra, for example, she started like a, um, a group me just now with uh, a couple of days ago with all the black girls that we can think of. And so every time a new black coach comes in, we add them and it's like, Hey, I'm going to go get dinner. Or, hey, I'm at this one. Or, I mean, they're like, Hey, I got a 2024 middle. Like, does anybody need that? So it's that support group that I think helps us keep going um, and to be able to like when we are going through stress and through things like I can call Sierra or like at nationals. I'm like, girl, tell me why this like listen to what I had to deal with. And I can kind of be like, am I crazy for thinking that or is it this? And and so making sure I have that strong su support group and then continuing to show that and be those mentors for other people, just like my assistant coach, um, Salima and Rockwell and Tanya Johnson, who are now power five head coaches, they've done for me. Do, do y'all have Carlissa May in that group? She's, uh, she's that head of UTA. Yeah. yeah. She's, 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 she went oh, back yeah. to her home. Uh, she's at Arkansas State. Arkansas, yeah. She oh, went okay, back. Okay. Well, she, yeah. she's, a, she's a You Got Next alumni as well. So just okay. shout out to her. Yeah. So, so coach, now you won a championship. That's one of the most difficult things to do. I actually had the opportunity. I think it was the year Wisconsin won. Uh, I don't know how the, the media made a really big deal. It was like it was like y'all Texas. Then it was Penn State. Then it was kind of Wisconsin, and now it's Texas again. That that's kind of making. You know, I'm talking about like really getting the airwaves. You know what I mean? And so I actually watched it when the year that Wisconsin won, and then UT won it. And that, that tournament is just as difficult as like March Madness. You know what I mean? So it's like y'all got to play a very rigorous uh, uh, lead up to schedule. The only reason I'm asking you this is how do you implement that or embark that knowledge onto your team? How do you go to Kent State and say, hey, 
we got to play or we got to perform at a championship pedigree practice after practice like we got to have a championship spirit in the classroom championship spirit on our walks everything has to be done at that championship level how do you impart that information or that that passion into those kids when you walk into that into that that program yeah i think for us like we're we're kind of like not saying anywhere close to the big 12 or the big 10 or the sec that have tough turn like tough teams but our conference, you never know who's going to win it every, any night. Like we're kind of that blue collar where it's like we're we're the quiet conference, but the teams within our conference are tough. And so getting them to understand that, like when you step foot on this campus, like it's go time. Like if you don't want to be here, that's fine. Like if I'm not the coach for you, that's OK. This isn't the culture you want. But there are other people that will come and do that. They'll be a walk on. They'll be a manager. They'll be all this and that to help us get better. But it doesn't stop once you get here. And I think that's what, and it's not just at our university, that's what I've experienced when I've been at Power 5 schools coaching. Like, they feel that, okay, I got the scholarship, cool, I'm done. Like, I don't gotta do any work, the wins just come. And they don't understand that that's how you gotta keep going to get the wins. Like, I think a lot of the football players probably hated Cat Bell and I because like, We'd get five stars that come in, especially after we won the national championship. They come in and they'd be like, oh, I'm a five star and I'm this. And I'm like, we ain't done nothing in the Big 12 yet. Like, until y'all win a natty, like, you can't tell us what. Like, you can't, you, you, we're never, you're never going to be on that level till you get there. I mean, I even go back to Austin now and the football boys would be like, welcome to my city. And I'm like, until you win something besides like a Fiesta Bowl, like, this ain't never going to be a level. <laughs> like, that's just how it was because it was like, that's the type of person I was like, I, I still am like, I'm gonna just be real with you. Like, you don't know what it takes to do that until you have to be put in that situation. But don't act like you're up there until you actually do it. Yeah, UT boys need to hear that too. You know what I'm saying? Because they, they, we talking about history. Like, if we, we used to fear UT back in the in the early 2000s. People used to be like, UT football was gonna bust your head, and I don't, I don't know where that went. So, uh, but I know UT volleyball <laughs> will go ahead and serve y'all all right. They got rings yep. in that building. Yep. We hanging banners over there, at UT volleyball. All right, coach. Now, uh, me and Kevin, we, we, I, you know what? I'm, I gotta give Kevin credit. We intentionally went after basketball, especially women's basketball. We love telling the story of women basketball now kevin of course he's his mastermind he's like hey we got to get more into women's volleyball i'm loving this era i'm loving this movement us telling these stories but i gotta ask you do you feel like because b- basketball kind of got a certain little popularity the w is doing things you can see that elevation happening with women's basketball right we know that that's it's gonna be something spe- it's something special now but when we look forward 10 years we know that the wnba is even gonna be bigger and better and crazier what about women's volleyball do you think more young ladies in that eighth grade area uh, arena, seventh gr- grade time frame, do you think more young ladies need to consider the sport of volleyball? And I why? Think they're considering it more now. Um, volleyball is the number one women's high school sport in the country. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah. And the amount of girls and teams and clubs that are in every state alone, like Texas alone, like there's a lot of AAU basketball, but there are probably way too many volleyball clubs in texas um but like you get a team like in austin they got like six or seven age groups per or six or seven teams per age group so it's like one of those um but i think the thing that's still stopping us and and not allowing us to close that gap to what WNBA is doing is how expensive volleyball is yeah 
Because you can get on the AAU basketball team and they're going to have a sponsor. We were kind of talking about this earlier. They're going to have a sponsor that's going to sponsor a shoe deal. They're going to have it taken care of. Yep. Like the, the AAU basketball team that my little brother played on, they didn't pay, they didn't pay for travel. They didn't pay for food. They got a stipend. They didn't have, I mean, they had a, a charter bus that took them from Atlanta to Kansas. They were an Under Armour team. So when you have basketball doing that, and also basketball is something that you can go outside and go shoot at a hoop ball by yourself. When you get volleyball, you got to have a, a net. You got to have someone serve it to you. You got to have someone set to you. You got to have all these things that it's not like, oh, I'm going to just go outside and do it on my own. And that was like when COVID hit, that showed the difference. Like basketball, I can go to the park and be good. Volleyball, I got to have eight, nine people just to do something. And so I think that's what's continuing to set us apart um, from the basketball world is that if you're not a tie, especially in our culture and in, in, in our family base, like a lot of us don't have the budget to do that. And so now, I mean, when I played, it was maybe three, $400 and then you pay for your travel. Now on a top team, you're paying thirty-five, $400, $4,000. And that's not including hotel. That's not including travel. That's not including food. Jeez. And you're going Chicago, you're going like, uh, like you'll go on a qualifying team and say that. So you got Chicago, you got Philadelphia, you got Spokane, Washington, uh, Atlanta, and Minnesota just in one year. And if you're a parent of four or five kids, you either got to take them with you or hope that someone else can take your daughter or pay, have a babysitter. Like there's so many things that financially go into volleyball. It's kind of like gymnastics and golf. Like the yeah. Sport you don't succeed in as much and you don't see as many of us in there is because of how much it costs. Well, I tell you what, coach, I've seen some mean volleyball games at the family reunion in the back though. I see, I see nets come down. If you know what I mean, coach. Yeah. Everybody out there who's been to a black family reunion with that Walmart net. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Hey, it'd be, it be old and popping back there. All right, coach. Like I, I, this and doing all underhand <laughs> it be, be the worst volleyball level. Hey, coach. But, uh, but we, we, we've been talking so much about philosophical and theoretical. We hadn't really talked about the truth of the, of the issue at hand. And that's this program, this Kent State program. So, coach, for all of the people out there that's watching, what, you know, whether they're a volleyball fan or not. What are, what are they, what are we gonna get to see out of this uh this 2023-24 Kent State volleyball team? Yeah, so I when I took the job last year, I ended up keeping the same team um, that the other staff have recruited. So we went from 18 players of a lot their staff to now only four returners. Um, and so it's a new team. It's my recruits, which at first I was like panic mode. Um, I had eight kids graduate, so I was only preparing to replace like maybe five or six kids um, to then I have five more kids going to the portal. And so for me, at first I was like, man, what am I going to do? But then it was like, you know what? This is my, my opportunity to get my kids in sooner, not have to slowly weed out kids. So I kind of took the, the, that opportunity and kind of ran with it. And um, we're young. Uh, we've got, you know, two granny players, as we call them, our, our COVID kid fifth years. Um, but other than that, we're really young. Like we've got some transfer kids, but didn't have a ton of, ex uh, of playing time where they were at. Um, and so I think for us, just if we can all, and I tell our kids, if we can all get everybody's puzzle piece to mesh together versus trying to jam a puzzle piece in, then we could be really good. But if we kind of go our own ways and, and you don't want to recreate the shape of your puzzle piece, 
it's going to be really hard to be successful for us. Well, Coach, one minute. Tell, tell everybody out there that's watching this, all of the young athletes that's checking us out, we got this amazing African-American coach at Kent State. Why do they need to make that trip, Coach? Why do they need to come play for you in the Golden Flashes? I think for me, you're just going to get real. Um, I'm going to do my best to, to continue to teach you to get better. My goal isn't to try to change you as an athlete. Um, my goal is to try to figure out how to you know, continue to better your game to be successful on the court so that when we go out there, you're prepared and you're continuing to get better in your position specifically so that you can go be successful and, and um, help everybody do their job. All right. Well, KT, you know what time it is. Coach Haley, are you ready for the Sports Life Talks? Welcome to the championship rounds. All right, coach, this is a part of the show where KT and I, we're going to do a little sparring. We're going to put the gloves on, and you are now officially going to call all the shots, okay? Have you ever played a game called Would You Rather before? Yes. Okay, so the rules are super simple, coach. Both of us, KT and I, are both going to present a choice to you. Whichever one of those choices you select, that host gains a point. The first host to get two points or the best out of three will win this episode's game. And KT just recently shocked the world. He stole one from me in the last game. So, uh, so coach, we got to make this a memorable one. You know what I'm saying? We got to bring that thing back home. All right, let's go. KT, kick us off. You know, me and Coach were vibing before you came on. I was going to say, you was a little late there. I don't think you want to do that. I heard y'all. I heard y'all. All right, Coach. Would you rather coach a player that you recruited that no one gave them a chance and then make it to the Volleyball Hall of Fame and then their speech tells you they wouldn't be there without you or or would you rather hire a person that's a straight up GA, no coaching experience, but you're developing this 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 coaching tree that leaves your footprint and your legacy going on and on and on. So you basically hire this GA, they become a great coach and they accredit it all back to coach Eck who hired me when nobody else would. Mm. I'm going to have to go with the coach, the GA coach, because now, now both, I would, I would love to have both, but I think as the coach, they can continue to do what I'm doing for other players. That's what I was trying to see you to see. See, we vibe. I'm telling you, coach, we're here with it. We're here with it. All right, round number two. Well, coach, the, the whole thing that we had at the beginning before he came, you just threw that away just then. Okay, but, I got before we got to his question, I was like, oh, I already know that's the answer. But then, like... Yeah, because I mean, that's why I am where I am as a coach, because now I like I had that coach, but someone gave me the opportunity to be a coach, like the coach that I've heard like now. So now my goal is to help coaches be that. Okay, you got round two to make it up to me, coach, but we'll see. Let's go. I don't know, because I'm coming with some pressure on round two. All right, coach, I got Netflix filming a, a documentary. It's got five coaches from all over the country you were one of the coaches selected for that show and you're going to be part of this last chance you style documentary that's about volleyball blowing up in america or travel the world hosting your own food show on youtube where you get to interview other volleyball coaches and you know pick their brains while eating at their favorite places to eat in the towns that they coach in I'm going to go with the food, and here's why. Oh, no! Come on, coach! The, the, 
the volleyball, the the chance you think I love the show. I, I let me take that back. I love the basketball version of it. The football version to me, I feel like wasn't always yeah. authentic in a sense. And so I don't want to be on a show where coaches are like, oh, is that really how it goes in there? Like where with the bat, like the basketball one, everybody was like, man, I feel like as a coach, I'm like, I feel that. But then the football one, I'm like, now you know good and well. That's not how it works. And so like with the food show, like I like, I love getting when I love food. Um, <laughs> but it also shows kind of every coach's personality, like in a sense. So I'm getting to know more about that coach by knowing what they want to eat and, and all that. KT, she putting too much thought into the questions, man. She really breaking them. I'm glad she thought about that one because if I didn't, if I didn't win it, I was in trouble. I'm so glad she thought about that. I'm, I'm always real. So I'm gonna give you the real answer, and and that's what it always is. All right. All right, so round three on our show, which you can watch, our live show, which you can watch Wednesdays at, at 8 p.m. Central here on our YouTube channel, we have a segment called The Drop, where B. Jones presents shoes that he feels are worthy of your financial donations. So for round three, we're both going to present a pair of shoes to Coach, and she gets the final vote. And her vote goes a long way because whoever she picks wins this episode's game. So, Coach, I'm going to count down from three, and I need for you to say, hold that sneaker. And B. Jones and I, we're going to show you what we brought today, okay? Okay. Three, two, one. Hold that sneaker. I'm sorry, B. Jones. Mm -mm. I'm going to go with the, nope. No, Jordan. Who you, who you going with? With head coach. Ah! Those Jordans make my feet look too big. If you would have picked a different pair of Jordans, maybe. They ain't had no other blue and yellow uh shoes. I mean I appreciate the blue and yellow, but like if you would have picked like some elevens. We got elevens, but I ain't got no blue. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. So, like for me, them Jordans make my feet look way too big. And so, like, same with like four. Don't ever pull a pair of fours out because it really would have been a wrap then. Fours are my favorite, Coach. We got, we got, we got to wrap. We got, we got to talk some sneaker game because, because honestly, I had the four. What's funny is, is this was, I was going to do the fours at first. But I, no, no. no. Oh, what? B. Jones, you know the game. She chose me and not you. Coach, thank you so much for <laughs> I, am I am truly hurt right now, but good thing I want Sierra Jones' episode, though. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about Sierra Jones on this episode right now. This is about so I'm one with black black volleyball coaches. So all right, we're, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn this this loss into a win somehow, KT. All right, Coach Eck. Here we go. The title of the show, Sports Life Talks, you got next. Everybody's watching you now. We finna, we finna turn the, we finna turn the game on on women's volleyball, and you're gonna be one of the people that's leading the charge. But we gotta know. We talked about the past. We talked about your journey to get here. Talked about championships and expectations. But now, what does the future hold for you, Coach Haley Eckerman? You know, I think just continuing to help grow the sport. Um, it, that was kind of the main focus of like Team Dream that we put together. Uh, my nonprofit kind of focuses on shedding light to the lack of diversity um, and trying to kind of be on as many like, you know, 
groups and podcasts and different things, especially in the volleyball world, um, to help push the diversity side of it. And it, it's tough in the world now, especially with all these people getting rid of DEI and um, all that sort of stuff. I think for me, that's my biggest focus. Um, I'm working on my master's right now in sports administration um, because I think as well as there's not as many black females in the coaching world, it's the same um, when you get into the administration uh, administration world. And so like to be someone like the Vanderbilt AD um, to be a female black in, in this in this world is already tough but then to be a black female it's already like you're pinpointed in the first thing you do wrong is it's tough and so wanting to kind of be able to be that voice in the future all right, well, you have, all right do you have any shout outs you want to give um shout out to my team they probably i'm gonna make sure they watch this uh they'll probably see it once i post it on my social media um I would say the biggest shout out is my mom. Um, I have a 13 year old that she takes care of and she's taken care of from day one. Basically when I, I had him in high school, uh, moved to Texas on my own. And then she moved to Texas with me and him to help take care. And then I went overseas and she had him and our schedule is so busy that he's such a Nana's boy that he actually lives with her. And then he spends his summers and holiday breaks with me. But um, that's my biggest shout out for her. All right, Coach, so this is a part of the, What's your mother's name, by the way, if you don't mind us asking? Julia. Because that takes a lot for somebody to do that. So shout out to her. Shout out, out yeah. Roses, yeah. Yeah. All right, so this is a part of the show where you get a chance to call the person that you think should have next. Tell them, hey, I got a chance to rock with B. Jones and KT. I told them my story. Why don't you do the same thing? With that said, Coach, who are you calling out? Who should have next? I'm going to go with Jazz Johnson. She's a... Um, Associate head, I think she just got named uh, uh, Louisiana, Raging Cajun. Um, played college ball, is doing like big recruiter. She's kind of in that that circle that I have of like Sierra and and those people. So Jazz, um, Amber McCray, who's the Louisiana Tech um, head volleyball coach. She's kind of been the same where she makes sure her volleyball players and their team, especially during Black History Month, they highlight these people. Um, those are my two, and they both just so happen to be in the lovely boot state of Louisiana. Oh my goodness! So Jazz Johnson and Amber McCray, y'all know we at home, kid folk. Y'all just got your tickets punched. You officially on the clock. We got to get you on the show so y'all can come on and tell us y'all story. And plus, the producers will tell us we're gonna do more volleyball. We're gonna be more active in this volleyball community, and we go uh, we go highlight some more of those stories to help these young ladies to keep uh, blossoming and blooming. But coach. Coach Eck, Coach Haley, Ackerman, you got next. You are a pioneer. You are a trailblazer. You are a lioness. You are amazing. You are exemplary, extraordinary, and elite. You deserve a yeet. Oh, my goodness. You iconic in this game. Sports Life Talk Nation, thank y'all for watching another episode of Sports Life Talks. You got next. Ah, oh, this, this was super fun. This was super fun, y'all. I don't know. I feel I feel like I can do some libero. I, 
I don't know why we might have to get some footage at Kent State of uh, me and KT going out there putting a little work in with the team. We might we might go out there. I don't know. Yeah, y'all keep stay tuned. Lock in with us, but check this out for real. Tap in with us on a whole nother level. We need each and every one of y'all to keep showing us some support. Together we can move mountains, right? To divided we fall, together we stand is what my grandmama used to always say. And we need you to help us to keep growing this show and growing this platform. Go to all one word. Any social media site you go to, ask Sports Life Talk, just fire, you know, hit the follow, hit the flags, whatever you got to do to help us to uh, to get this thing blowing up in the algorithm. And then lastly, if you're thinking to yourself, like, I would love to be on the show. I got a top five. I want to tell my superhero. Is I, you know, we got you. Go to our website, sltugotnext.com, and uh, go to our nominate tab. When you go to the nominate tab, just tell us who you are. Tell us why. We're going to reach out. We're going to give you an audition for the show. All right? It's just that simple. Y'all come rock with your boy. Stop playing with us and start praying with us. 2023, we're doing big things. All right, KT, congratulations, man. I don't know what you said behind, you know, so I'll get on my wife later for having me doing some other stuff, but uh, clearly a bond was formed, and uh, and, uh, (laughs) so now I got to go find me some allegiance, but don't worry, I got jazz and amber coming my way. You heard me? We're going to talk. We're going to talk jambalaya. And boot and balls and all that stuff. All right, KT. That was the Dallas girl, so nice try. <sighs> yeah, be what you don't know that, Coach, that's my new volleyball BFF now, so <laughs> you out there bad. I will say this. So we know about the group chat with the volleyball coaches. You said it's at least 35 people in there, right? Yep. So we're expecting after this show to have 35 34. new followers. 34. Yeah, yeah. Okay, 34. It's going to be more by then. <laughs> uh, whoever's in that group, follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. Let's get this movement going. And Coach, thank you so much for rocking with us. Whatever you need from us, please let us know and we got your back. Yes, thank you for having me. Hey, 34 more guests is what Kevin trying to say. Hey, Coach. It's going to be more then. Leave me alone. Now, Coach, the only thing we got, I got to ask you is, uh, do you still got that spring? You still got that balance, Coach? Can you still spike it down on somebody? Mm-mm. 30, Look, 30 hit me real <laughs> real quick. <laughs> coach, coach went to the eye with it. Coach said, uh-uh, look, get the camera. My shoulder's done for, my ankle. Like, I got two assistants for that in practice. They do what they need to do. That's it. You got dogs up there at Kent State, huh? You got them dogs. Hey, you keep your shooters on deck. Roo, roo, roo. Hey, Sports Life Talk Nation, we love y'all. Stay safe. Be blessed. Respect each other and love one another because together we are better and keep dreaming big because you never know your story may be the next one featured on sports life talks you got next yeet see what's crazy is i knew you had next because you always working you always grinding you're in your bag because you're always working like in due time i just i knew you got next you did it, huh? Crack the code. You got next, you smashing goals. You want next, you need exposure. Well, sports like talk out the baddest show, like the baddest hut in the room. Podcast is tuning to just for you to talk your shit. Talk your mushroom. You want what you eat and you should consume. Sports like talk from the late night to the afternoon, then rest repeat. Hit the like, leave a comment, or subscribe so you don't miss a beat. You got next, it's a small taste of a winning meal from a chef type of celebrity. What's up next is you, at least you better be. Like me, if you got next, if you got next, yeah.
life talking is Yeah, 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 yeah. Sports life talking is